the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Isaac Bruce set to be enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame on Saturday, and Carriker and Smallman headed Canada broadcast live Friday morning for a special expanded show from 7 to 11. Tune in to hear Michelle and I talk to Isaac on Friday morning. Dick Vermeil is also going to join us. We hope to hear from Ricky Prohl. We're going to hear from Jay Zygmunt, DeMarco Farr, others. Carriker and Smallman live from Canton this Friday morning brought to you by Schnooks and Twin Peaks. Thanks to Schnooks and Twin Peaks. And because of the fact that we're going to be in Canton, Jay Delsing is not going to be with us on Friday morning. He's going to be replaced at that very time, his normal time, by Dick Vermeil. But Jay is joining us now on Wednesday on 101 ESPN. Good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm doing great. I can't believe you let a little thing like uh, Isaac Bruce's induction into the <laughs> HOF you know, bounce me off the show. Man, now I know where I stand. You are a f- Hall of Famer in our hearts, Jay Delsing. <laughs> <laughs> what a great experience, you guys. I can't wait to hear about it. We're looking forward to it. And our friend Joe Buck is also going to receive the Roselle Award this week. We're going to talk to Joe coming up at 930, but I know that you have a great friendship with Joe, and it'll be fun to see him get his just rewards as a football broadcaster, too. Oh my gosh, I, I just can't believe the, the, the abuse that guy takes. He's one of the greatest guys, and it's just, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get all the hate. He, he's, and he's a great, great guy and a great announcer. He's, he deserves everything that he's getting. He absolutely does. Well, Jay, I wanted to ask you about Xander Shoffley winning the gold medal at the Olympics in Tokyo for golf. I was reading about him, and you'd think you win the gold medal and you want to celebrate, you want to do something big. He actually just had room service with his family at his hotel. He seems like such a low-key guy, but uh, a great designation for him, a great honor for him, and a great win for our country. Yeah, it really was. It was exciting the way he did it in dramatic fashion the 18th hole he hit it all over the place and went up scraping a par together which was terrific and you know the backstory about his dad and his dad being in a, um have, having these olympic aspirations um uh and and then getting in that car accident and things like that it was really um uh it really was cool to read and really fun to watch it kind of play out because on the 18th green you know that there was so much emotion and pride and oh my gosh it, it was uh, it was uh, it was really fun and how about you guys how about the log jam for third place it was amazing it's <laughs> a bronze medal i mean you never see that on the pga tour usually it's first or nothing especially for a guy like rory mcelroy but really fun to watch and jay shoffley's dad actually slept with the gold medal the first night he had it I, I know. I don't know what to say about that. That's pretty cool. Just that he did that. The, the family's got that gold medal in their trophy case now. Well, Jay, um, 
Phil Mickelson, who's had some great battles with Xander Shoffley, was saying that he should go out there and use the gold medal as a ball marker during one of their <laughs> matches. And he says if he does, he'll respect it because it's something that Phil would do. That has to be one of the ultimate flexes of all time, having a gold medal and being able to use it as a ball marker. Oh, my gosh. It's uh, You know what, you guys you guys know Andy Bennis and what a great guy he is. And he tells me um, that every once in a while around Christmas time when his kids come back in, he'll throw on his um, old uh, Team USA baseball jersey that won the gold medal. And he says it fits him like a small. You know, he's not a small. And then he'll throw on a World Series ring and his gold medal and walk around the house while the kids are in bed and go, hey, does anybody, any of you guys have one of these? Or how about one of these? And it's just, it's just terrific. And, and uh, I've read that about Phil and only Phil would Marcus Paul with an Olympic gold medal. That's for sure. Classic. Jay Delsing with us on 101 ESPN. So Jay, after winning uh, across the world, on the other side of the world, Shoffley, 48 hours later, is in Memphis to play in the, the St. Jude. And I want to get your story, the latest or most harrowed you ever were getting to a tournament, whether it was because your clubs were late or because you were running late or because you were really far away. Did you have one of those before a tournament? I, I did, Randy. When my dad passed away, um, we were as a family. It was we were all, all my my siblings came in town, and there was all sorts of things going on. And, and um, there was a tournament, uh, um, a local qualifying. There's there's two steps of qualifying for the U.S. Open as a pro to get through. And um, the first one, I was just going to blow it off, and my brother was there. And he goes, "Come on, I'll caddy for you. And you'll go out there." And I'm like, "Man, I haven't hit a ball and." you know, a week and a half. And, and he goes, that's not going to matter. Well, I, I wound up slopping it through this thing in a playoff. I buried the first hole in the playoff and I, and I got through it. And we had a couple of beers afterwards and we were just talking. And he said, you know, next week, I mean, tomorrow is the tournament down in Fort Smith, which I actually won on the uh, corn ferry tour a couple of years before dad would love for you to play in that. I'm like, Oh my gosh, come on, man. And, and he said, yeah, I booked you a flight to Tulsa. And so, guys, I got on a flight that night into Tulsa uh, about 12 o'clock. I wound up getting into my hotel room about 3.30, and my tea time was 7.30. Oh. And I, I, everything came together. I wound up finishing fourth in the tournament. I was absolutely exhausted, but it was incredibly special for me because I had this feeling of my dad being with me. That's amazing. Were you just running on adrenaline the whole day? Oh, Michelle, I was so crabby. I was pissed at everybody. You know, it was just one of those things like, don't talk to me. I was, And then I, after the tournament, I was like, I, I don't even know if I could move. I was just exhausted emotionally, physically, the whole thing. I don't know how Xander's doing it. That trip, you guys, going from east to west, because I've been, you know, that trip before, it's a killer. It, it is really tough. It'll be interesting to see how he performs this week in Memphis. Well, Jay, I wanted to ask you, we talked a little bit about Phil Mickelson. I wanted to circle back to that. We spoke to Adam Wainwright earlier in the show, and we were talking to him about Tom Brady and about preserving his body and the things that athletes, once they hit a certain age, need to adjust in their regimen to make sure that they stay sharp. And I read this great article about Phil Mickelson and Golf Digest and about all the different things that he's been doing to make sure that his body is preserved and to give him an edge at his age. He's doing intermittent fasting. He's doing a 36-hour win 
window where he's only drinking specialized coffee. He's doing electroshock therapy. He's doing different stretches. He's chewing CBD gum while he's playing golf to settle his mind. He's meditating and using breathing techniques. It feels like the way athletes in any sport, including golf, are approaching their overall wellness and the way they train is so advanced now and it's so specialized. And I think Phil Mickelson is probably setting an example for a lot of golfers on how to maintain themselves throughout their careers. Absolutely, Michelle. And, you know, um, Roger Federer kind of dipped his toe in the water a few years ago by trying to figure out, you know, at his advanced age in tennis, which is all of about 35 or so, (laughs) you know, how the hell I can still, I can play fewer tournaments, but still stay at that top level. And um, what Tom Brady's done is ridiculous, you guys, with the attrition in the NFL. I mean, the, the, the career expectancy in the NFL is less than three years. And Tom Brady is 45 and still just coming off a Super Bowl win. So it's really interesting to watch Phil because when, if, if you remember when we talked about Phil winning the PGA Championship, he was playing so slowly over certain shots, Michelle, because he was trying to do this meditative thing to get his mind right where he wanted it before he would, you know, hit the next shot. And some of the times he would stand there, you're almost like, Somebody nudge him. He's, you know, he's passed out. But it's it's really interesting to watch him, and um, I, I admire the hell out of him because he's trying to prolong a, a great career that is really tough when you're giving away, you know, thirty years sometimes to some of the other fellows that you have to compete against. And it really is amazing when you look at what golf has become now because it wasn't too long ago it was really tiger that got the the fitness thing going wasn't it the guys really didn't work out and weren't in that sort of condition until he came along and started working out to that level oh randy for sure my very first year on tour in 1984 we first got there was the first year they had a fitness trailer on the tour which is kind of a joke when you think about the other athletes and where we started <laughs> But I can remember, like, because I used to run and do some calcinics and stuff just to try to burn off some stress. And I walked in there, and I'll never forget this. Ray Floyd, who was one of the top players on the tour and a Hall of Famer, was riding the stationary bike on, like, a level one with a Coke and eating a bag of microwave popcorn. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you're going the wrong way. You know, you're gaining weight on this thing. So, But, but then you guys, Tiger comes out, and the whole thing's up. He turns the world upside down. I'll never forget. I was playing down at Disney, and um, a tiger came into the to the hitting slot on the range right next to mine. And so, of course, I'm listening to every damn thing he's saying in case there's something I can try to learn. And he said to, and he was a kid at the time. I think he was only 22. And he said to Steve Williams, he said, "Yeah, I just got to 300 pounds about an hour ago." And I'm like, "What?" And he and he he had just bench pressed for the first time three hundred pounds, and it was an hour before he played. <laughs> I mean, you guys, that is just in, that that is just insane. When, when I played basketball, we would go lift weights, and I mean, I'm lifting like five pound dumbbells, <laughs> and I couldn't hit the backboard with a basketball because you know your 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 muscles are so they're trying to adapt to what you just did to them. I watch him on the range, and you guys, it was like. I, first of all, I'd never seen anything like that. And second of all, I was just so jealous. I'm like, how the hell is he doing that? It just looks so good. Amazing. Jay Delsing, great to hear your voice. Thanks so much. We always appreciate having you on the show, and we will talk to you very, very soon. 
Yeah, guys, and enjoy Canton. I can't wait to hear uh, all about it. We're looking forward to it. Thank you, sir. That is the great Jay Delsing joining us on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey, hon, what you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.